Good morning, Boker Tov. Welcome to all the guests who are with us. Hope everyone is uh, staying warm on this frigid Florida day. And uh, please be very careful when you walk outside for the raining iguanas falling out of trees. In Florida, when the weather dips into the low 40s, iguanas hibernate and uh, they become rigid and they literally fall out of the trees, so be careful. I want to thank our sponsors for our 10 Minutes of Meaning series for the year. Lenny and Chani Grunstein, in memory of Chani's father, Mr. Aaron Tambor. Aaron ben Yitzchak, whose neshama should have an aliyah. We continue Mesilas Yisharim, which warms our hearts and hopefully our bodies, helps us become the best version of ourselves. Based on the uh, formula of Rav Pinchas ben Yair, the Ramchal has been describing to us how to live lives in which we are our best, how to put our best foot forward, how to achieve the best version of ourselves. First with mindfulness, cautiousness, vigilance, living a life of Zahirus, where we're carefully measuring everything we say and everywhere we go and everything we do. Once we've grown, if not mastered, the quality of Zahiris, how to be present and mindful in all we do. Zerizus, how to act with alacrity and enthusiasm, how to go conquer our goals in life, which brings us up to Nikias. In that effort to go conquer our goals, we have to make sure that not only are we confronting our demons, not only are we challenging ourselves in the areas we need to work on, but we actually purge altogether those temptation, that appetite. Nikias, to rise to the level of Nikias, which is very, very difficult, certainly nearly impossible to achieve wholesale, but in parts. We can identify parts of our lives where we don't even have to struggle, where that issue we've conquered, so we eliminate it from even being within our own area of having to struggle. And the Ramchal in Nikias has begun by describing to us the notion of Gezel, the idea of stealing from others. And he's emphasized that none of us would put our hand in another person's pocket, wallet, pocketbook. We wouldn't break into a home and steal their things. And yet, every day, Chazal say, Ruvam Vegezel, almost every one of us every day confront the urge, the temptation, the opportunity to be dishonest, to bend the truth, to steal Geneva's Das, to mislead someone in their thinking, false advertising, unfair competition, to be dishonest in more subtle and nuanced ways that we don't even fully appreciate the fact that we're stealing. We are, in fact, reaching into someone else's proverbial pocket. Not only is the most familiar form where you put a gun to someone's head and you say, your wallet or your life, to harm, to injure another party, to hurt another person, to bill unfairly, to advertise and to lure someone in unfairly, unjustly, to make a promise to someone that you don't keep, you've stolen their time, to keep someone awake who's trying to fall asleep is Gezel Shena, to take extra time at work, extra school supplies, extra copies at the copy machine. These are all more subtle form of stealing, which we confront every day. Chazal interpret the Pasuk in Yechezkel, the Goran Sanhedrin interprets it, when it says that you didn't defile your neighbor's wife, not only were you appropriate morally with your neighbor and their family, but it means not to defile what belongs to your neighbor, not only their spouse, but not to defile their things. Not to dip into their livelihood. Unfair business competition. Hasagas gvul. And whatever the details are, does that apply in America today? Does it not apply in a capitalistic society? How do you prove that somebody has, in fact, encroached on your livelihood? 
Are they offering a better product, better service, a better price? The details are very, very complicated. But the notion, the principle that we have, that we have to be scrupulous and vigilant not to violate what belongs to someone else. Rabbi Yehuda understood this, this uh, law so stringently that you can't give out candies and nuts. So you're going to have one store where they just say, we're open for business. And next door, someone's going to say, come, come, free candies, free candies. You're going to hurt your neighbor. Chachamim only allow it because the other store can also think of free giveaways and creative opportunities to market, to advertise, and to draw people in. But you see the level of vigilance a person has to have to ensure that what you're doing is fair. Now I want to say that what the Ramchal is not explicitly saying and not saying at least yet is that underlying this prohibition, underlying this mandate to be so careful is not only the business ethics question, but it's the question of emuna, of faith. Do we have emuna that Hashem will provide what we need? If we're ruthless in business, if we're unfair in competition, if we mislead and distort people and manipulate our clients and customers, not only have we damaged and hurt and injured relationships with people, but we reveal that there's actually a deficiency in our emuna. Because if you really have faith in God and you know He will provide, then you don't need to cut corners, be dishonest, be unfair. Hashem will give you what you need and he'll give your competition, your competitor, what they need because the Rebona Shalom, the Almighty, has enough for everybody. And if you are honest and you do what's right and what's just, then have faith and lean on him, your senior partner in this business who also has a vested interest in your success, that he will take care of the rest. But when you cut corners and you're dishonest and you're ruthless and you market unfairly or inaccurately, what you're saying to Hashem is, God, I know you made me a promise. I know I'm supposed to lean and rely on you, but I don't really trust you. So I'm taking things into my own hands. So not only have you injured another party, but you've injured your relationship with Hashem when you actually are unfair, unjust, and immoral in competition. What's worse, stealing from a fellow person or stealing from God? The Gemara Baba Basra Peches says, Kasha gezel hedyo megezel gavoa, shezehiktim chait la Chait appears before Me'ila in the first case and Me'ila before Chait in the second from which Chazal understand that you can steal from Hektish. You go to the base of Mikdash and you take consecrated property that belongs to God. Even worse is stealing from fellow men. Chazal understood to violate another person is worse than to violate God. To take someone's trust and abuse it. To take something that doesn't belong to you to mislead, to be immoral, unethical, to encroach on someone else's livelihood, almost as bad or worse, to encroach on someone else's trust in you, faith in you, to steal from a, another person is worse than to steal from God himself. And again, what the Ramchal is trying to emphasize here is that we're good people and we're generally moral people and we'd never break into a home and take someone's things and yet, in these much more subtle, nuanced ways, that's exactly what we're doing when we encroach on someone else's livelihood, when we mislead someone else, when we steal their time because we show up late and we don't fulfill our promise and our pledge, so we've wasted one of their most precious commodities, which is their time. We're not punctual and we don't honor our commitments and we don't follow through on our word, lo yachal dvaro. When we're stealing someone else's time, energy, wisdom, encroaching on their livelihood, that's also stealing. And that requires a vigilance to achieve 
Nikias, to purge even the temptation or the urge to be able to do it. We just learned those doing the Dafyomi, Mamish just learned a couple days ago. Brachos Tazayan, toes, walked into the tree and stubbed your toe and made the worker fall out. Anyone doing Zichru? The Simanim to remember? Toes, Tazayan, Brachos Tazayan. So the worker fell out of the tree in the simon, in the symbol. Why? What was the worker still doing in the tree? Because the Gemara there differentiates between Shman, Shmon, Esri, Birchas, Amazon. But a worker who's paid has such a responsibility to the Balabayas, to the employer, that they're not allowed. When learning this Gemara, it struck me, right? We live in a holy roller society. We live where Frumkite is everything. We live in a place of religious competition, trying to impress the other. So you say to the boss, not only am I going to Davin Mincha, I'm going to the slowest minion. Not only am I going to the slowest minion, I'm going to have the slowest Shimon Esrei. And not only will I have the slowest Shimon Esrei, after Aleinu at Mincha, I like to say 17 Kapitlach Tehillim, and I like to read the Pitta Maktoros from a cloth, and I like to check in on four widows and three orphans, and I'll get back to work as soon as I can. Comes along the Gemara and says, You're a thief. Your employee's paying for your time. Not only do you not have the right to do the extra things, you don't even have a right to say the full Shmon Esrei. Say Havinenu. Again, we don't pass in this way, and do we have the din of Paul and Meschar? Forget the details of it, but the ethic that emerges from the pages of the Gemara that jumps out at those who are learning the Dafyomi, which is supposed to be a religiously transformative experience. The ethic that jumps off the page is be careful. You work for someone. Don't take your time when you bench. Don't take your time when you daven. Don't take your time. Of course we owe Hashem and we have to discharge and fulfill our responsibilities towards Him of davening. But so serious do we take our responsibility to our employer, so important is our business ethic and our integrity of not stealing any more time than we deserve, that Hashem says, I'll be flexible. I'll second fiddle. Don't worry, take it off of my time, the along, the length of your Shemona Esrei, and give it back to your employer to whom you owe your time because they're paying you. Says if that's how far the Gemara is going to debate, how much time do you have to climb out of the tree? Can you say it in the tree? How much time do you say the full Shema benching, the first two brachos, all four brachos, how do you consolidate the brachos? If that's how much the Gemara is going out of its way to calculate and figure out how much religious activity you forfeit because you owe the Balabayas your time, all the more so when you are surfing the World Wide Web, when you're doing your social media check-ins, all the more so when you're making that long-distance phone call, that we have to be vigilant and scrupulous with our time. Because if not, hareze goslin. You're a goslin. Someone's paying you for your time and you're squandering it, you're wasting it, you're distracted in it, you're overtired when you get to work and you're not giving it your all. And so the Ramchal says we'd never outright steal from another, but we're stealing every day when we're not careful in these areas, and if we can rise to the level of Nikias, we can purge from our repertoire, from our entire behavior, from our habits, these notions to live lives of honesty, integrity, and the best version of ourselves. Have a great day.